Hey there, sexy techies. All right, mate. I am excited oh, today. Okay. Wow. Yeah, we're just jumping right in. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no time for pleasantries. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you so excited? Because our YouTube channel is uh, live. Yes. Hello, YouTube. <laughs> Hello. Shameless plug. If you're not already subscribed, the URL will be in the show notes. Click that and then click the subscribe button. It'll help us out a lot. Please. Thank you. Or as the kids say, smash that like and subscribe button. Yeah, any all the like buttons yes. and the one subscribe button. All the stars, all the likes. <laughs> so speaking of YouTube, are you familiar with YouTube? Mate? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. So YouTube has some pretty insane stats. YouTube gets 5 billion watched videos every day. Billion. I think there's like 7 billion people in the world. Yeah. So they get 2 billion fewer views on videos a day as there are people in the world. They have over 2.5 billion monthly active users. That's insane. I wonder if I look at YouTube videos, you know, like you are just like redirected from a link to YouTube every day and I just don't realize it. Oh, I mean, I think about it. I know that I'm on YouTube. Not every day probably, but several days a week. Pretty, and think about our kids. Long. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the best parenting I don't think we hack. want to admit Maybe we don't want to admit that, but... No, some days they just need some good old YouTube. So the reason I brought YouTube up is uh, I was reading TechCrunch earlier this week and uh, YouTube is releasing a new feature. It's currently in beta, so if you're listening to this, you may or may not have it. Uh, I think it they're releasing it first on Android. Oh, okay. It's a feature that matches humming. Oh. So you can hum uh, oh. for voice match. So you can hum into basically YouTube search and yes. it tries to show you the search results that match the song that you hum. So you don't even need the words you can no, just because it's like oh what's that song i can yes. sort of think of the melody or whatever absolutely and gonna, yeah i feel like this happened to me just the other day i was like i don't know the song but it goes like yeah exactly so that's awesome yeah it's not new technology uh i think hopefully they'll do it better but like you know Shaz remember shazam or soundhound yes they still exist yes. but they can kind of do this I i've i tested it before and i'm not the best hummer well <laughs> Okay. I was just going to ask, is this YouTube feature universal for everyone to be able to use or well, I mean, like you? you <laughs> I mean, I can it? use it. I don't know if it'll work. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I, I checked the other day and I actually didn't have access to the feature yet. So oh, okay. I haven't been able to test it yet, but I, I have a song in mind. Maybe I can hum it and we can see if I would recognize it. Yeah. Uh, me? Yeah. Pretend you're YouTube. Okay. Tell me if you can okay, get it. Okay. So I'll like put my AI hat on. Does it yeah. use AI? Is that how it knows? Uh, I don't know what it uses. Because I wonder if it knows like your voice and your tone and like over time it'll know that you're usually flat or whatever it is. <laughs> that you, that you're you, speaking like you mean you, you like generally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking. Uh, actually, it, the article did say that it can use pattern matching for your voice, mm. basically. So maybe it can do that. So like it yeah. knows, oh, yeah, you have this like really nasally uh, <laughs> low voice. You're probably not a very good hummer, but we can still do our thing. And Yeah, that's insane. That would be really cool because everybody struggles with trying to figure out what that song is at some point in their lives, whether they're good singers or bad singers. So I think it'd be really cool. OK, you ready? Yes. OK. Hmm. 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 That's about all I know of the song, so that's all you're gonna get. Don't believe me, just watch. Oh God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'll. 
Nope. That's it. We're done. Okay. We, we tried. You didn't. You you failed. Oh, oh, I can't wait for this YouTube thing to come out so okay. I can help you. Um, what was it? It was Taylor Swift. Oh, um, it's me. Yeah. What's the name Hi. of that song? Antihero. Antihero. Yeah. Oh darn it. <laughs> I, are you like? Are you more upset at me or you? Me. Okay. Me because oh, I'm actually good. a really. I'm usually a really good guesser, regardless of the skill level that I'm working with. <laughs> well, apparently not tonight. <laughs> I know. Oh. Do you want me to try one? Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to get it? I mean, probably not as well as YouTube will, but I can give it a shot. You're a pretty good hummer. Okay. I'm a pretty bad guesser, though. Okay. Let's try this. Ready? I don't have a song in mind. Um. When I think about you, I touch myself. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that what, are those the lyrics? Yes. Um, I touch myself. I touch myself. Okay. I knew the song. <laughs> I, have I, no I wasn't idea. sure if that was what it was called. I'm so sorry. I don't know why that was the first thing that came into my head. Well, it took you a while too, <laughs> to, to think, think of, of a song. song and you came up with that from like We're drinking 1980. Wine. <laughs> I don't think you've even taken a sip. I am. <laughs> okay. okay. So that feature is pretty cool. Yeah. But what it tells me also is that YouTube is investing in the audio only portion of their platform audio or music videos as well but audio only is a growing segment mm. on youtube which includes songs yeah. as well as podcasts oh that's good news yeah it is good news <laughs> for, for anybody who might be interested in or just maybe started a podcast who would do that uh, anybody out there so youtube has uh features specifically for podcasters as well they have a, a playlist type specific to podcasts mm. so when we recently created our YouTube channel. Um, all of our full episodes are in a podcast type playlist. Playlist. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. So I, I don't know why some people prefer to listen to podcasts through YouTube, even if there's not video. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny that you said it because it is an easy like web. You don't have to download an app basically to get onto YouTube because one of my friends I was telling her about our pod or she knew about our podcast, but she was like, I haven't really been able to listen because I just I, I don't want to download like something. And I was like, oh, just wait, they'll all be up on YouTube. Oh, so she's going to actually do it through the browser, not even the YouTube. Right. App. Exactly. Yeah. She's just she just wants to like click on a link and then it starts playing without having to download something. OK, I'm like the opposite. I'd rather I don't want to use the browser for most things. I'd right. rather have an app. Yeah. It, I mean, it's something I'm going to be using often. I think to each their own and the fact that there's enough options out there to own your each is no it, uh, okay <laughs> is, is great. i don't know i've never heard that <laughs> i made that up <laughs> okay so uh i figured we'd take this opportunity to talk about the business of podcasting oh okay since, yeah. since we segued I'm, so beautifully into it right I'm kind of familiar with that yeah <laughs> so uh take a stab at this may what is the definition of a podcast well it's when you cast from a pod. No, the definition of a podcast. Yeah, what's a podcast? I'd say a broadcast that you listen to on your iPod originally is probably where it came from. I was actually thinking of like what the origin of podcast meant. And then that's where I stopped in my curiosity. So can you tell me? Okay, but I, I actually didn't look up where it originated i was just going to oh. give you the definition or like what it is basically <laughs> i was going to tell you the latin history <laughs> <in terms. laughs> uh, i mean what you said makes sense so a podcast is basically on-demand radio mm, right right so okay. i can listen to audio only and i have complete control over what station basically right. uh, who's talking to me uh what the topic is that i want right. rather than turning on a, a station 
on FM radio or AM radio and getting whatever they decide to be playing at that time. The listener is in control. The listener is in control, yes. So the first podcast was created in January 2004. Okay. So almost 20 years ago. Yes. (laughs) You are right. (laughs) Because I remember when people started talking about podcasts like so early on and I could not wrap my head around why anyone (laughs) would listen to a podcast. I didn't didn't even know what it was at first. Right. I thought it was like a radio station. Yeah. So I think that the term podcast itself, it came about sometime between 2004 and the end of 2005 because in December 2005, the term podcast was declared the word of the year by the New Oxford American Dictionary. Wow, as early as 2005. Yeah. I feel like I was really behind on that trend, but that's Same cool. Here. So fast forward to today, there are nearly two and a half million podcasts. It is a global market of about $13.7 billion. It's lucrative. And in the US, there are over 74 million podcast listeners weekly. Wow. it's It's something to do while you're folding laundry while you're making dinner while you're on a commute like it makes sense yeah that 74 million was weekly podcast listeners uh 62 percent of americans have reported that they listen to podcasts just at any point in their life or something yeah they they call themselves podcast listeners oh okay maybe less you know maybe less often the breakdown is roughly even between male and female 52 percent male to 48 percent female okay well because there's there's something out there for everyone yeah there's creators out there doing their thing and something relates to everybody let's talk about growth trends where this industry is headed it's projected to grow over 21 percent a year over the next 10 years oh wow Uh, it could be as large as 132 billion dollars by the year 2032 wow the global market size and interestingly enough the number of new podcast shows created each year mm-hmm. is actually declining. No kidding. Yeah. So there was a boom that started during the COVID-19 pandemic when everybody was locked up and needed something to do and someone to talk to. I bet. Yeah. So tons and tons of new podcasts started. Yeah. Big drop off in those uh, types of shows, mm. Um, mm. which has actually called, you know, there have been some articles about like, is is the podcast dying because of this? Uh, but what the data shows is that most of the podcasts that have gone away and most of the decline can be seen in podcasts that only had one episode. Oh, interesting. So they weren't your longstanding podcasts. Yeah. And I think the interest is still there to listen to podcasts. Like, it's funny because the end of like the COVID pandemic when everybody was like locked down and in their homes, you know, I would assume that there was a decline in creators, but there was probably an increase in listeners because everyone was going back, everyone was going back into the office and needing something to listen to. Yeah, there are still new podcasts being created every year. I just heard of at one. At a slower rate. Which one do you know of? <laughs> Dot coms and hot moms. <laughs> so there are about 500,000 active podcasts out there um, out of the two and a half million or so okay. you know, that, were, that were created. So, so in, there's still plenty to choose from. So in that two and a half million, there are one and dones that are counted in there. One and dones or podcasts that, you know, had a run for maybe a season and then stopped or, you know, did a few episodes. Right. I mean, podcasting is pretty hard, as we've seen. It's a lot of work on the creator. Yeah. You've got your research time for the episode, which I would say for me averages maybe a couple hours per episode. Then you've got your recording and setup time, which is another couple hours for an episode. Mm-hmm. And you've got your editing time, your social media outreach time, yeah. other stuff that I'm not even thinking of right now. 
and then fold in a, a full-time job putting the kids to Two bed kids. yeah i mean we're <laughs> recording this at nine o'clock at night but it's fun yeah yeah i i've liked this journey so far i think it's one of the cool things where we we still spend time together um not just like in front of the tv like binge watching something yeah so one of the big reasons for the increase in market size in terms of dollar value has to do with the ad technology getting better Mm. so the largest revenue source for podcasts is ad money Mm -hmm. right and the better that advertisers can target their audience the more money they're going to spend Mm -hmm. okay so when podcasts first started and ads were first placed in them they were static ads so it was a pre-recorded advertisement you couldn't target it at a specific um, location or anything like that Uh, So it didn't necessarily perform as well as like a targeted radio ad in only a certain city or something like that. Right. Now, just in the last five years or so, a lot more ads that are placed in podcasts are actually dynamic. So you can target based on location, gender, age range, things like that. So you can have different ads depending on who's listening to your podcast. So the ads that I get are specific to me and the location that I'm in and it's not necessarily the same ad that somebody else listening to the same episode is getting? Not all ads, but they can be. So sometimes the podcast creator themselves Mm -hmm. will do the ad and it'll be static and recorded as part of the podcast, Mm. but they can also record several of those Mm -hmm. and it can be inserted dynamically depending on who the person is, basically where they are. So you mentioned earlier uh, how your friend likes to listen to podcasts in the browser so they don't have to download anything. Um, That's not the most common way of listening to podcasts. There's actually dozens of different apps out there, Mm. uh, podcast player apps. Yeah, she's a little old school. Yeah, yeah. No, to each their own. I mean, and we can see in the analytics like a percentage of people use Google Chrome to Mm. listen to the podcast. But the the biggest ones out there are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Okay. Those are the largest drivers of podcast traffic. Now, this is something, though, that like we can see that if we're rated highly in one over the other. Some of the apps have rating systems and and some do not. So for example, Apple Podcasts and Spotify each have their own rating and review systems. Okay. Do you know off the top of your head where we have the most reviews and rates? Uh, We have the most ratings currently on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Uh, If you're listening and you made it this far, (laughs) pause the podcast right now. We'll wait for you. Yeah, we'll wait. If you have <laughs> Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, go over there. Please give us a five-star rating. If you'd like, type up a little review and then come back, hit the play button, and we'll be right here. <laughs> okay, so the biggest podcasts that are out there, we are not on the list right now. Oh, wow. Like just off the top 10. <laughs> so I'm just going to share a few of the top podcasts out there. Number one is the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joe Rogan, uh, I know him as the host of Fear Factor. Yes. Yep. Cockroach eater. Man. Yeah. Apparently he does other stuff now. Yeah. Um, he actually signed an exclusive deal with Spotify estimated at about $200 million. I've heard this. Yep. I've heard this story. So yeah. highest paid podcaster that I'm aware of. Uh, number two on the list is Crime Junkie. A true crime podcast. Oh, that's such a trend. It, it, it is, but it has been for a while. Americans yeah. love true their true crime. crime stuff. Yeah. I'm not really into that. 
Well, I'm into like shows that are about about like scandal and like scams. Oh, okay. But I don't know if that really like goes into true crime. Necessarily. I like those sorts of crimes. Right. Yeah. It's. it's I don't love the violent crime stuff. Yeah. Or people who go missing. Oh, oh, that just gives me like the same feelings that I had when I was a child watching Unsolved Mysteries. I, yes. Oh. Agreed. Oh. That show gave me nightmares. Yeah. Um, number five on the list: Call Her Daddy. Heard I've of heard one? of this. Yes. Okay. So Call Her Daddy was previously owned by Barstool Sports. Alex Cooper is the creator that does Call Her Daddy. There was another creator um, and they, they kind of had a falling out. Mm. And Alex left Barstool. Now the podcast is exclusive on Spotify uh, and she received a $60 million wow. exclusive deal in 2021. Oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. I believe at number five, it is the highest ranked podcast hosted by a female oh, on the list. Oh, nice. Yeah. Go girl. Okay. And just one more I wanted to mention uh, because it's near and dear to my heart. Number six, the Stuff You Should Know podcast. <laughs> Probably one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. You love that show yeah if you haven't listened to it check it out i'm glad to know it's not just me they're the sixth ranked podcast and they do shows about all different sorts Anything. of stuff thing that some of it is stuff you've always wondered and some of it is just random stuff you never would have thought of but after listening to it you're like i'm glad i know about elephants well the one example that i remember about when you like introduced not just me but our whole family to a stuff you should know podcast we were on like a 10-hour road trip to tennessee with the boys in the back and you're like do you want to listen to a podcast and i don't know the boys say yes to anything and you put on a stuff you should know podcast and it happened to be on flamingos ah yes and they talked, they shared so many facts about flamingos, like why they are the color that they are, why they eat the way they do and all this stuff. And to this day, our seven-year-old will still spew random facts about flamingos. It is educational, it is entertaining, and it helps to pass time on road trips. Okay, so part of this industry also is in the tools that creators can use to create podcasts. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's all these startups and companies that have popped up to create tools for creators. Some are the podcast hosting platforms. So once we create an episode, we need somewhere to upload that. That will distribute it to all of the podcast players out there. That's your hosting platform. Okay, so you don't just upload it to the different platforms yourself you have an it's there's like this middleman yes. app that does it or, or software that does it yep there's a you know you have an account on a website basically you upload your podcasts there it sends out each of your episodes to all of the different players it makes it way easier than if you had to go to you know google podcasts apple podcasts mm -hmm. spotify stitcher you know all of the different podcast players out there mm-hmm Okay, so are these like free platforms? There are different options out there. All of the ones that I know of are not free. Some okay. of them have free trials. Um, oh, okay. We're using one called rss.com. They have a free trial and then it's like 10 bucks a month or something like that. Then you've got your recording and editing software. Yeah. So what we're using right now to record this on the computer is a program called Audacity. Mm -hmm. It is free and open source. You've got GarageBand, which is an open source platform for Mac. I've heard OS. that. Yep, that's another one. Then you've got some paid recording and editing software like Riverside and Transistor. They have different features. Um, you know, if you want to go that route, uh, I think Riverside actually is a video podcast recorder as well. Mm. So it's kind of like Zoom, except with uh, features that are more specific to podcasters. And you've got video editing 
software like mm -hmm. Shotcut is the one that I use. That's an open source platform as well. It's basically the same thing, but allows you to edit video on so that you top can have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So I mentioned before, as far as monetization, the number one way that creators monetize their podcasts is off of ad revenue. Um, another way is, have you heard of Patreon? I have heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. I mean, it's a platform that allows creators to accept donations or mm. subscriptions, basically. So yeah. some people just collect donations from their listeners or, you know, if they're a creator in another industry, whatever they're creating. Some will actually have a tiered subscription levels. So like if you donate on Patreon, you get access to extra content that's behind a paywall or something like that. Interesting. How likely are listeners going to donate to... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on how big of a fan you are of the podcast. So on Patreon, mm -hmm. despite the fact that podcast creators account for only about 7.5% of all of the creators on Patreon, mm -hmm. they actually make almost 15% of all of the income that's earned through wow. Patreon. But it's not all rosy for podcasters. Oh. Uh, there are some Ooh, challenges dark side. That, podcasts, <laughs> that podcasts and podcasters face. Uh, the biggest one is in the area of podcast distribution. So unlike other forms of media that are easily shareable, uh, podcasts are not as easily shareable and they're not as easily adopted. Right? Just because you hear about a podcast by somebody, you're not going to pick it up because there is an investment there um, of your time. Right. To get into a podcast, you look at the episode and you say, oh, that's 45 minutes. Do I really want to start on that? Um, just like anytime you're going to start a new series, you know, on Netflix or something like that, you're like, oh, do I, you know, do I have the time to give to this thing? Right. Also, the platforms themselves have no built in social mechanisms. So unlike YouTube, right, right where you can share, you can comment. Um, it's just one platform where all of the videos are. These are spread out across dozens of different platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't just go on to Google Podcasts and comment on a podcast and share it with you and, you know, start a discussion there. And, you know, it can't go viral on Google Podcasts. So podcasters need to use other channels to help with distribution, really. You can share the links on social media. You can send them out over texts to your to your friends to sort of get things going. Uh, a lot of them rely on word of mouth. Right. Uh, one big one that podcasters use is having guests on their show mm. that have their own audience mm. that you can then... Kind of link to. Yeah, that they will then share that they were on your podcast to right. their audience. And you can also, as a podcast host, go on other podcasts and so you, it's like an incestuous like podcast pool yeah i think it is like that i mean we'll, we'll maybe we'll find out <laughs> and then another is we've already talked about video so i think that's one of the reasons for podcasters that we record video is it is much more shareable than right. audio only right so you know we put a show on youtube uh youtube has youtube shorts mm -hmm. now um so we can just put clips on there we can put full episodes on there either audio only with a you know a background image or full video which mm -hmm. just requires a lot of editing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got instagram reels or tiktok where you can share videos as well and you know that's the way that you can really get some distribution uh, and the last one is just consistency most podcasts end up dying just because yeah it's a lot of commitment right and you know if you're going to make the investment as a listener in a show you want to know that 
it's going to come out every Wednesday, for instance, like our podcast. Right. And if it's not there for a few weeks and you don't know why, then you might unsubscribe or you might right. just give up on that podcast. And then, right. you know, you start to see your listener numbers go down yeah. and that's the way it is. I wonder if there is data on um, the the rate of single podcasters. So people who do the show on their own, like solo solo artists, I don't know yeah. what you call them, um, as opposed to um, a pair or a couple, because I can tell you at least you are a really good accountability partner. And I just wonder, like, I, and uh, no, I know that if I were a solo podcaster, I would probably fall short quickly. Yeah, definitely. I don't know the statistics, but I can liken it to starting a startup. Startups are much more likely to succeed if there are multiple founders. Okay. That's not to say that you can't start a successful startup as a solo founder. Right. Um, and that's not to say you can't have a successful podcast as a solo podcaster. There are plenty of them. But I would guess that, you know, there are more successful podcasts that have two or th- maybe three yeah. um, hosts. Um, you're right. It, it's just easier to spread the responsibilities. You can keep each other motivated and accountable. So the last thing I figured we'd talk about is why we started a podcast. <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> why, w- like, w- what possessed us to one day say, hey, let's do this thing? I don't know what possessed you, but I just remember, like, one night, you can't, you kind of brought the idea to me, and you're like, hey, like, what do you think of this idea for a podcast? And what really sold me on it was that it would be this husband and wife duo talking about like tech business startups because I hear the podcasts that you listen to. And while like the content is so great and so valuable, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like these two guys just talking. Yeah. And it's a very male dominated industry. It is. And granted, I mean, now that I'm like more into it, I have heard some podcasts where there are Um, female podcasters about like tech and business startups which great awesome but I also just like the fact that a I'm not like super in in the industry so I'm learning as we go on so I thought this was like a great way for us to to bond and for me to get to know things about you but then you also kind of allow the space for me to talk about content creators and you know things that (laughs) I spend my day scrolling (laughs) through so I I don't know I just think it's really cool and and at the end of the day startups content creators it all comes from people having an idea being creative about it and putting it out on the internet so I just thought it was I was like yeah I that's that's a great idea yeah and I thought it would be fun to do also I'm interested in the creator space in general and in terms of, you know, maybe creating a next startup as well. So I figured, you know, what better better way to learn about a space and an industry than to be a participant in it? Yeah, right. I didn't know if I would like podcasting or, you know, if we'd be any good at it or anything like that, because I've never done anything (laughs) like this. But I figured we'd give it a shot and see if we liked it. And we were already buying the equipment for our son anyway. So Yeah. yeah, honestly, like I've learned so much just through the content that we talk about. And like I was just at a party recently and I just felt like I could I could contribute so much more based on some of the episodes that we've already done. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've got some stats for you. Oh, hit me with some stats. (laughs) I got the numbers. I love stats. All right. Did you know that 91% of in-store customers are influenced by the right music while they're shopping? I had no idea of that. That is a huge I don't even know if I believe that. Number. These are like real studies that they have. I have a I have a lot of different stats because they surprised me so much. Like 70% of store managers 
see customers more relaxed and staying longer due to the right music in their store. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I, I cannot see myself. I'm, you know, shopping and a good song comes on and I'm vibing to it. I'll, I might stick around. Do you just start to, dancing in the store? I mean, a little bit. Like I have a choreographed dance for everything. So I do a little, I do a little routine. I don't know. So all I know about music playing in stores is that I used to work in the mall when I was in high school yes. and I worked in a store called Gadzooks. <laughs> And, you know, if you work in a retail store, it's probably different now. But back then, we had these CDs or something that were on a loop. And you would hear, like, the same 20 or 30 songs yes. over and over and over until the corporate office sent you a new CD to put in. Right. And I guess they did all this research on, you know, what people wanted to hear. Yes. And back then, I guess it was Sheryl Crow. <laughs> and Soak Up the Sun. Yes, exactly. Yes. That song. We were in retail around the same time. And that was, yes, that was the song. <laughs> I just remember putting clothes back. Every like, time oh, I hear that song now, <laughs> it takes me back to 2002, working at Gadzooks, yes. hanging up clothes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because one of the other stats is 74% of employees enjoy going to work more when the right music is being played. So maybe, did you enjoy going to Gadzooks? I would have enjoyed it more if there was more variety, which I'm sure there is now. Yeah. Uh, back then, you know, we didn't have streaming music options. Right. There's one more stat that I wanted to share. It's kind of on the lower end, but it's still pretty significant. 30% of employees are less likely to take PTO or sick time when the right music is played in their workplace. How crazy is that? Interesting. So uh, we, we both work from home. So that means maybe if we play some music. I do. At our desks. Okay. I, <laughs> I need do. to take advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> but and that, uh, yes. And so I, I play the playlist that I like. I play my NSYNC. I play my Backstreet. Um, and so I... I take less time off because of the music I play. Well, you, I mean, and you can't blame your work for it. No. You can only blame yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. I've picked the right playlist for myself. Yeah, now it, the the whole customer experience in not just retail, but like any brick and mortar place that customers go and visit, it's so important now, like hotels, events, co-working spaces. There's more expectation for a great experience I think more so post-COVID because a lot of people now that they know how much they can do from home like shop from home yeah. work from home all of that they'll only consider like the physical world if it provides them a unique and desirable experience so there is definitely a need for creating a pleasurable environment for your customers um the market for um, music for, again, like brick and mortar businesses has been around since like the early 60s, but it's always been dominated by three big firms. Um, and I've only heard of one of them, but one is Mood Media, which is based in Canada. All right. Another's Play Network, which is based in the United States. And then the third one is Muzak. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard I of I think Muzak. a lot of people kind of... Um, joke and attribute like corny elevator music or something to like music yeah and so that's really like what we have in terms of like mood music at um a store or a brick and mortar place so along comes mikhail bordon who is a very passionate product tech guy from germany and he had a lot of experience as a student dj for stores and cafes he discovered that there was a business opportunity for making 
music easier and cheaper for businesses. Okay. So, I mean, he, you know, after years of like working and building successful software products for other companies, Mikhail envisioned what he created, which was called SoundSuit. That is a smart music assistant for every business owner. So have you ever heard of SoundSuit? No, I've not. Yeah. So this is a music as a service platform. And it enables and empowers brands to deliver and monitor and create music experiences from a platform designed to optimize the in-store customer experience. Okay. It uses algorithms to adapt the music to the customer's business. So, you know, as a business owner, you can select the type, the target group, the um, desired music atmosphere, you know, if you want all instrumental or, you know, NSYNC. And then SoundSuit will create clearly, you know, like if you're a business that wants a target to me, play and sync. Um, so SoundSuit will create um, an exclusive personalized playlist for a given business location or a specific brand with many locations. And it will kind of like spit out a playlist Um for every like a daily different playlist it will tweak it for the season um because you know there's there's like some stores they'll play like christmas music but they still have a certain vibe that they want to come across so they're not going to play like you know bing crosby if they are like at hollister yeah or peck sun (laughs) they're going to be just playing like beachy christmas music yeah like really cool yeah and and like as soon as you walk in you're just going to get hit with like this enormous spray of cologne (laughs) yeah and it's like really dark and you can't see the actual merchandise i apparently that works for selling stuff at a store but not on me and the workers like pretend they don't care about you they're like hey what's up yeah no they don't say hi to you maybe they said hi to you (laughs) you walk in and they just turn the other way but but yes but they have a music vibe that um they go with and so that's what sound suite does um they are a SaaS platform cloud-based so i think what sets them apart from other apps or programs out there is that you don't have to be hooked up in the store that you're at. You can actually control multiple stores from just this one cloud-based SaaS program. I don't know anything about this space at all. I did look at their website. So one of the things I thought was cool was they had a page on their website for all of these different types of businesses. So restaurants, movie theaters, and gyms, stuff like that. So like take the experience of a gym. They said you can pick the song that you want to be playing in the actual workout room. Yeah. You know, in the exercise rooms, you can have a different song, maybe in the locker room. Right. You can have something else in the lobby when you walk in. Yeah. Uh, so you can have all of these different things. And what I, I, I don't know if they have the, the ability to do this, but you're, you're talking to me about AI and the music that's playing. You know, I'm sort of envisioning every time a different customer walks into the front door, you kind of like start a different song. It's like their walk up music. <laughs> And so I don't know, it can get a little crazy because you're, you're going to be using like video cameras and then the AI is going to take its guess, its best guess at what that person likes to listen to. And you're going to hit them with something, you know, you maybe you hit the mark, maybe you don't. And it's going to learn over time. Can you imagine though? That would be actually so brilliant. If I walked into a gym and 
like all of a sudden it started playing back streets back <laughs> i would be so pumped i would like <laughs> run a million miles on the elliptical just because i feel like it's speaking to me how funny would that be Th- that would be great but i think more of like the ai part of it is you know like each time a business like skips a song or adjusts the mood sound suit learns more about their preferences and it refines yeah so it's like a pandora for businesses right yeah and highly customizable for different locations different areas of the business that sort of stuff so they raised three hundred thousand during their pre-seed round and that was really their only fundraising that they did they have like clients across over 10 industries over 20 countries on three continents um i was just thinking the other day i was getting I, i walked into like my normal nail place and i was getting my nails done and i go right when they open so that you know, I can, it's kind of like more in and out. They're not so busy. And, but because they're not so busy, they're still like setting up and kind of getting their playlist ready. And at one point, I remember I was just sitting there and the same song was on repeat playing. And it was, it was like the most obscure song. And it was one of those times where I was like, oh my gosh, what song is this? When I was like trying to like yeah. take notes for the show. And I couldn't think of it. And I wanted to like, I started humming it to myself. Oh, I could have really man, used. Man, you need that YouTube feature. <laughs> yes. It was like, I am still living with your ghost. Like that's how it starts. Did you have to be like, excuse me, can can you change this? <laughs> no. This because is the eighth I, time I've heard this song. No, I love them to death. I love all the people that work there. But now seeing Soundsuit, I'm like, maybe this would be really great. It would just, it would take the guesswork out of putting a playlist together. They could just fill in a couple questions. And every time I go there, it's going to be a different song. Not just Everclear Santa Monica. <laughs> and now it's time for Hot Mom of the Week. Yeah. Well, last time I checked, I'm still hot. Nice. <laughs> we have a theme song now. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Where did you where did you find what is it? Where'd you come up with that? It's so it's so appropriate. So that is Connor Price. He is actually a musician, but also a YouTube creator. So if you haven't heard of him, check him out on YouTube first, I would recommend, because he makes some pretty amazing videos on YouTube. Oh. Gunner Price, he's a rapper. He, I actually heard him on a podcast, and he said in the interview itself that he has a whole playlist of copyright-free music. So oh. if you want to use it for any of your own creative projects or podcasts or anything, feel free to use it. He thinks he gets more value out of that oh. than locking it down. And uh, because on, on YouTube and all of these platforms, Spotify and yeah. everything now, if you upload anything that is copyrighted, they're going to detect it right. and they're going to take it down. Yeah. So I went through his whole playlist and one of the songs is called Still Hot. And I was like, oh, that one might be good. And so, so I, I I played it and I was like, oh, May might like this one. It was perfect. No, that was perfect. Um, congratulations, Connor. You are the new sound for a Hot Mom of the Week segment. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, Connor. (laughs) So our Hot Mom of the Week, because we've been talking so much about music and um, creators in the music space, um, I really couldn't help myself but pick Carissa Alvarado. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. I'm going to look her up right now. Okay, so she is actually one half of the musical duo called Us the Duo. So she has a handle, a personal handle, um, Carissa underscore Alvarado. But then she also, you know, co-creates on their music handle, Us the Duo. So Us the Duo is an American folk pop duo. Some people might know them from in like 2013. They started uploading like six second cover versions of popular songs they're like really great like acoustic cover um musicians 
um, they were uploading those on Vine and they gained 5 million followers at the time when Vine shut down in January 2017. So they were signed to Republic Records and it's reported that they were the first musicians to have signed to a major record label due to their presence on Vine. Wow. So go social media. But She looks young. I mean, she's very talented. So she she had that talent at, at a young age, probably. I mean, they did say like she had joined her like church choir when she was five. Like she's been singing for a while. Okay. But uh, in 2016, Us the Duo went on tour with Pentatonix. In 2018, they went on America's Got Talent um, and they were eliminated in the semifinals. And then after America's Got Talent, they had their daughter, Zyla, who was born in October of that year. But like one of their big, like if you want to check them out, they have a great YouTube presence. Their YouTube channel is popping the way their Vine account probably was. But their biggest like song um, hit there is a mashup of 2015 top hits in three and a half minutes. It's like one of my favorite things to listen to. And I think that's how I kind of like got onto uh, like her and them. So her personal handle is Carissa underscore Alvarado on TikTok and then just Carissa Alvarado on Instagram. Her personal account isn't just, you know, the music that she and her husband produce, but it's also like great footage of her being an awesome mom to her daughter. Um, they travel a lot. They go on vacation. So it's a, it's, she's just like a really cool person. So that's why she is our featured Hot Mom of the Week. Well, that's all we've got today. If you enjoyed the episode, hit the subscribe button. And reach out on social media. Dot coms. And hot moms. Signing off. Signing off.